The following audio brought to you by TSF Entertainment Podcast may contain graphic descriptions of violence and or audio clips of violence or sexual explicit events. Listener's discretion is advised. TSF Entertainment Podcast. It's your boy, the juggernaut of souls. And tonight, I am with the bro, Retro CG, and the sis, Really BTV. And we will be talking about P-Valley Legacy. What's up, fam? How y'all doing? How everybody week? We all good, man. I'm good. I am good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm doing really well. How you guys doing? We just trying to survive out here, you know. Yeah, it's my right. first day. It's my first week back at work, so it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Vacation is over, huh? Vacation is definitely over. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna talk about this episode 106, P Valley Legacy. Y'all, I'm 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 really digging the show. I think a lot of what makes P Valley P Valley a great show um is how they bundle the writing. The writing is really good for this series. Um Hats off to everyone who's writing for this show. Um, the character development, I love it. Um, it. It gives us a little bit of attitude. You got the sex appeal, and then there's drama. So, and one thing I like about this show, up up to episode six right now, and um, even with episode seven, you know, we've watched it, but we just haven't done our review on it yet. But um, it's not predictable. I mean, I don't, I don't think it is. And y'all know me. I, I like to look into the future, and I can't, I, I can't predict what's getting ready to happen. That's right. what I was getting ready to say. A lot of stuff that I think is going to happen, and then it doesn't happen. What happens differently? I'm like, oh man, that is. I totally didn't think that's what was going to happen. So, right, right, right. I agree with you on that. I totally agree with you on that. And the soundtrack is lit. Whoever's doing the music for this show, man, yeah, they need to bring yeah. it back for season two. Because they're doing yeah. a damn good job. All right, so the opening sequence starts off with um, Mercedes and Autumn. They doing their thing. They going all around town uh, to the different telex, picking up cash. Um, and I'm getting a little Thelma and Louise, you know, a sexier version of <laughs> Thelma and Louise. You know, they got all the outfits and the wigs. And they doing their thing, yo. So what y'all think about these girls riding around, you know, pulling these legs? All I was thinking was. I don't think it's a scam, right. though. Well, technically, it kind of is, but isn't, you know, we haven't figured that, that part out yet, but I don't think that she's stealing someone else's money. She's stealing, you know, um, her old man money. Right. So what do, y'all, um, what do you think the end goal is? I mean, what, what do you think that she's getting the money for? I think she's trying me. to get out. Yeah. Think she ultimately trying to gather it up so she can she can get up out of there. 
But I'll be honest with you, I'm still really okay. So the one thing I'm still really confused about is that she's pulling all of these jobs right there in the same place. Like I, I don't know. I'm still really that part is still really it's still really confusing to me. Like why aren't you moving around? You got stuff a little hoopy, you would have got some money. Why are you staying in Chuckalisa? Even though you're driving out to different areas and you got, you know, you have help now. You have more than enough money to move around. You can use those same IDs in different places. Like I, I don't know. I'm just well. A couple I don't know. things. A couple things we learned in the last episode about that is they they've restricted her now. She can't do but a certain amount of transactions now. Right. Yeah, but she got like two hundred thousand dollars right now. Like uh, she she got some guap. I don't know how much skrilla she. Right. She sold, de- but She, she got definitely got her a bag now. Yeah, she got a bag. Yeah, she's sitting on two. She said she gotta be sitting on at least a good two hundred thousand, and that's at least. I'm saying that's. I think that's a very generous. You know what I'm saying. But I think right. also at this point we're 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 left to assume that they're moving around through the state now. I think they're going all around Mississippi. Yeah, they're driving out. Yeah, they, yeah but they're... she's still staying. I don't know. But but anyway, but that was my only thing. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm definitely and it could here be for that this money, place that but... she's doing the transfers at is only um, in, in certain, a certain area. Yeah, a certain area it could be. Maybe, maybe because she's not doing like uh, wire transfers to like a bank account or whatever. She's doing like a Western Union type deal, so she might right. be just limited to the availability of where she can go and pick the money up at. It's this is like MoneyGram. You know, MoneyGram ain't everywhere. You know, you can right. go to certain places and do a money grab. So I'm I'm assuming that that's what we're left to believe that, you know, this place that she's chosen is Telex is only available in certain places, certain locations, you know, drop points. Right. All right. So um, the next thing we see, uh, Mercedes is watching her daughter, Terica, through a chain link fence. And uh, we see that Terica is doing like a tennis um, lesson, you know, she's on a tennis court, and then um, Tara Cut notices Mercedes <laughs> watching she was her. that tennis court up, like she was fucking that shit up. <laughs> like, you, are no, you are no Serena. I'm gonna need you. <laughs> <laughs> so she noticed Mercedes is kind of watching her, so she goes over to kind of talk to her, and uh, we start to see a little bit more development of what their relationship is like because prior to you know, um. You know, and I like how they kind of keep things kind of hid from us because up until you know here recently we had no clue that that was her daughter. You know now right, the right. relationship is more open. Is more open, and we got more information in that conversation too. I I'll be honest with you. After that conversation, I I sort of my opinion is a little bit different because I feel like okay, Mercedes, like it sounds I like agree. you've been, I, I agree. Go ahead. It sounds like you've been playing games and you've been disappointing this young lady and you've had some opportunities that you and I get it that she's young and all of that, but you know, you you know, she said multiple times that Mercedes made promises that she didn't keep, and all I'm saying is if she were a man, and that same conversation with with a dad, you know what I'm saying, we would have a different opinion. We'd be, be like, oh. Yeah, he'd be a deadbeat. Like, oh, he ain't it. Right. He ain't this. He ain't that. You know, I had a different opinion a little bit. So I, I think what we're left to assume with that as well um, is that Mercedes has kind of been out here doing her own thing, you know, chasing his money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we learned later on in the episode with her conversation. Well, no, it's next episode. But the conversation she had with um, Autumn about, you know, not having the opportunity to, to say goodbye. Maybe we'll find out, or maybe we'll just have to figure it out. 
or maybe I hope we'll find out, but I'm assuming that Mercedes was just kind of like having an affair with um, Sales' husband. I don't know, but I definitely want to know that story. Like, yeah, I want to know. I, the I story. can't wait to see what that backstory is all about because I mean, mm-hmm. uh, when Shell notices that um, Terica and Mercedes are talking, she kind of ease on over there and like, you know, what's going on? Why are you here? You know, right? And the little girl, she didn't really uh, blow her off, but at the same time, like you said, Chris, she did let the she did let Mercedes know that she was disappointed that hey, you know, you were supposed to pick me up th- that weekend. I saw you on the news. You got locked up. You know, Mercedes is trying to reassure her that, you know, my plan is still to try to get you, get custody of you or whatever. And so then the, the I don't want to call her a surrogate mom, but, you know, um, Shell comes over and pretty much tells her that, look, you know, first of all, you're going to have to convince me and the judge that you, you fit for this. Right. That you're responsible enough for this because, you know, she's been hurt. You hurt her. You know, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times that I had to pick her up off the bathroom floor because... You know, she thought you were coming to get her or coming around, and you didn't. And so, you didn't come, yeah. yeah. So I'm really not sure how those situations go when the child is of age, and you know they want to be with their biological parent, you know, but someone else has custody of them. You know, I, I see further on down the line that's going to be a tug of war between that little girl and um, the two mothers. Because she clearly wants to be with Mercedes, but you know, Shell is her guardian, and she ain't going for right, it. right. But I mean, and at has, this point, I mean, at, to because I mean, at, at this point, you know, at this point, it would be it would it wouldn't be fair. Yeah, it wouldn't be fair. I think uh, again, as much as I like Mercedes and I can respect that what she's trying to do, at this point, it would really be almost selfish. For Mercedes to pull her out of everything she's already known, right? And she's had this child, you know. I guess since she was a baby, so you're right. Yeah, you I'm, know, it, it seemed like that would disrupt her life completely. It seemed like, um, yeah, that would that would change up her whole life. Um, okay, so. I can't wait to see how we get more development with this storyline. Yeah, um, and I, I honestly don't think we're going to get, well, I don't know, I, but I, I feel like we might not get a whole lot more this, I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a storyline we're going to get a conclusion to this season. I Because I, it's I just a lot, it's so much more to it, and we just don't have that Right. Much. I don't feel like we're going to get any sort of resolution. Like, we might get something else happen, but I don't think we're going to get what we want. Like, I want to know more about how this whole thing even happened. You know what I mean? How did we get here? And I just don't think we're going to get all of that. Okay, so we I agree. We see that uh, Mercedes goes back to the car with Autumn. You know, they have their little moment, and uh, she notices Autumn's gun. So here's the pink gun again, mm-hmm. and you know she kind of make a little comment about what can to kill uh, dead baby daddies um, or wives. <laughs> so, you know, they kind of have a little moment about that, and um, they kind of talk about it. I really like this relationship, this growing relationship between um, Autumn and. Um, Mercedes. Let me just be clear. I do not dislike Autumn's character. <laughs> mm. I do not dislike Autumn's mm. character. I, I pick on her mm. a lot, but I don't dislike her character. You, you he said I, I pick on her a lot. Yeah, right, on I pick on her a lot. Mm. I just pick on her. Giving, a lot, you, know? you was you was giving my girl a lot. Now you See, was giving my girl fair. a lot. No, let's just be serious. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that because you know she's a light skinned girl. She is a pussy failure. Look how Andre has flocked to her. Look how all the niggas in the club flocked to her. So, I mean, she is a pussy fair. She attract men, regardless. I mean, <laughs> she, 
And she, mean, she's a little bit of a hole too, though. So she is not a. How is she? She ain't slept. Well, no. All right, I'm just gonna lie. She not okay. Forget it. I can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. You try to can't explain this girl. one. Can't right. break this one down. I was trying to. I was trying to defend my girl, but I. Yeah. I ain't got a lot. I ain't got. I a fuck lot. with her though. I fuck with Autumn though. I mean, Autumn good people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's still a pussy fairy, but... Oh, know. Lord. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, in the next scene, we see uh, um, Mississippi is out with her baby and, you know, taking selfies with the baby and stuff like that. And I just don't understand why they don't show the other child. I mean, every time you see Mississippi... Because she doesn't she's have black. the other child. Remember, she said that she doesn't have the other child. The other child, her mother has the other. It's a, a, almost the same situation with Mercedes. She doesn't have them. So, why does she got this one and not the other child? Cause the baby old. daddy around, right? And she's older, and her mama was like, probably like, Mm-mm, nope, I got one, I won't do the other. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, I think that, I think that's actually it though. That she's because she's with the father. Uh, never looked at it that way. Okay, so you got a little murder approaching um, Mississippi, and they sit down and have a conversation. And little murder instantly thinks that you know she's brought him here to blackmail him because you know in the last episode. She she saw them. She saw Uncle right, Cliff right. And she saw them together, together. Yeah. So he's thinking automatically. You know, she's getting ready to extort me, blackmail me. You know, but really, she brought him there to pretty much tell him that look, your song is popping right now. It's on World Star Hip Hop. You know, she showed him the video, and um, you know, he's excited at this point. Like, yo, I'm blowing the fuck up. And right. She's like, well, we need to capitalize on this this opportunity. But you know the people that you got doing your thing for you ain't doing shit for you. You're like your yeah, your people, right. right? She let them know your people really ain't doing what your people need to be doing for you. Yeah, and she's doing it for herself, and so she's basically showing him like, look, look how many followers I've got since this dance video was posted. You know, to your song, you know, look how much attention I'm getting. And then you go to your page, like you ain't got no pictures up, you ain't got, you ain't got no tweet, <laughs> like you don't have a social media presence. Is what she was trying to tell him. Man. I mean, right? She's absolutely right. We know that for our brands. So we know that if you don't put content out there, then you're just going to be left behind because the person that is putting the content out there, that's what everybody's going to flock to. I mean, that's very true. Right. We know that from personal experience from our own prospective brands and then right. the TSF brand. We know that that if you don't have content out there, then you ain't, ain't nobody checking for you. Right. Right. You forget it. So what do y'all think about this conversation and what we're getting ready to have? And even a little murder has enough sense to know that, hmm, I mean, I'm good, but what about you? You know, you're getting ready to put yourself in a situation pretty much in so many words, like how your old man gonna feel about this? Like, you know, I'm good, but what about you? You know, he notices the bruises on her and, you know, of course she, she says it's all right, but what do y'all think about what's, what we're seeing developing here? Um, oh. I, I, I see a friendship developing. I think that, I think that the, the, the fact that she wasn't on that, I'm trying to blackmail you, like the fact that she didn't even bring it up and was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I think they're going to develop a legit friendship, like a real friendship. I just, I'm worried that maybe there'll be some feelings entangled and it become a mess. Uh, between her and Uncle Clifford and him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I don't think she'll way. ever really be interested in him like that, but I think he might get infatuated by her. Could be. Um, I could see it going that way. 
Um, another way I could see it going is she becomes his new manager. In in reality, that's what that's what she happen. needs to do. That's he what needs she to needs to get rid right. of Woody. He needs to get a Woody or Woody or whatever his name is. He needs to get rid of him. <laughs> Mississippi really needs to be his his manager because we see further on in the episode, like she's that one that's um you know she's big up in him. She's building his confidence, you know. Right. And, and then she knows how to work the social media side of it. So mm-hmm. you know she can do way more for him than um Woody is doing. And then you know they start taking their little pictures and posting on Instagram, and you know they seem like they have they're having fun. So I can see that going both ways. Actually, I can see it starting off with her becoming his new manager and then turning into an entanglement. So I actually agree with you on that, Chris. I think that could happen. I mean, uh, Joe, what you think? Uh, I gotta agree with you guys. I'm a, I'm gonna say you know like you said. I think she she definitely should become you know some kind of. Some kind of, you know, um, she need to be part head of his headpiece head in his career, yeah, or you know, she need to be something like team. that. Because I mean, like, you know, she's she's really helping him build his brand, and and it's a win win other... because it's, it's helping her build her brand and notoriety, and him him at the same time is a perfect right. And then another, you know, right, and the other guys are just kind of like they sponging around, you know, they're not really. You know, giving him what he needs to, you know, they're push not forward or anything like that. The right. Level. They're not doing anything right. to take him to the next level. They're just riding the wave. But what she's right, because when she went to his social media and she was like, You don't even have nothing on your social media. I'm like, first of all, in this day and age, I can't even put all of that on his management. In this day and age, you're a young like you're in that that age, that age range. Yep. How are you not using social media? Like I don't understand it. You're an independent artist, you clearly are not signed by anybody so you are an independent artist like you know better like yeah your management should be on top of that but you should be on top of that like it's nowhere in the world that your music was playing like you you did all of this to get exactly. somebody you to dance to your right. music you got part of the formula right but the, the yeah. biggest part of the formula is like you, you're not following it because all you out here, you grinding. I mean, because he was pushing real hard to get the girls in the club dancing to his music, get his music right. club play. So it was very important to him as an artist. But now, as a brand, okay, you need to make sure that the rest of the world hears it too. You got to make sure that the rest of the world sees it too. I mean, he was content with that shit just going up at the pink. But in reality, you need to be looking at the bigger picture. That's what you got to be bigger than that. Yeah, right. she's looking at the bigger picture, like we bigger than this. Like, dude, you're a world star now. Like, you don't made it. You've arrived. Like, now you got to capitalize on this or, you know, somebody right. else going to come steal your flame. So, um, exactly. she was speaking knowledge. Exactly. Mississippi's got some real good sense, but she just don't got enough sense to be with this dorky-ass white dude that's whooping her ass. But Mississippi had... <laughs> but Missy, I'm I'm going I'm to I'm kind of twist that a little bit, only because Mississippi has... What do they call this? Generation Z... She has that type of sense. She doesn't have day-to-day sense. She has right. the, right, I right. understand the power of social media. I understand how to hype myself up. I, like She's got that. But when it comes to like the day-to-day, like when, when Mercedes was talking to them about the, and she was like, well, all we got is a strip club and we have this and we have that. And Mercedes was like, yeah, but I've been telling y'all what to do. Like y'all are mad at me because I'm getting out. But I'm telling y'all what to do, and y'all want to keep going out here spending y'all money on bags and, 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 and stuff instead of 
taking care of your money and stacking your dollars. Like she was like, you mad at me, right? She was like, you mad at me, but I, but I'm not doing nothing. I didn't tell y'all to do. So I feel like, yeah, there's some sense there in that aspect. But the day to day, like common sense, and and we're not even gonna talk about the boyfriend situation because again. People who, you know, I'm not going to blame the victim as far as being in an abusive relationship, but I am going to say, okay, at what point, at what point do you say I'm not, I'm no enough. longer going to be enough a part is of enough, right? Yeah, you have and, so many people around you, you that, that are telling the, you that hard decision that I got to be stronger than what I am for my kids. You know, if you're not yeah. going to do it for yourself, do it for your kids because I mean, you got to get them removed from that type of situation. So if that's picking up exactly. your life and leaving with the clothes on your back. And start a new life, then that's, that's what you got to do, right? You know, you don't you don't live in this truth because it doesn't have to be your truth. So, right, we'll we'll, we'll get a little bit back to that too because I got some I got some yeah. other comments about that. But next, we switch to um, Uncle Clifford at home, so we we actually start to see a little bit of his home life, and uh, we find out that he lives at home with his grandmother, which is the legendary Miss Loretta Devine. Listen. That's <laughs> I love me some Loretta Devine, and she plays every character well. She okay, put, she puts her back into it. Every character that she's ever played over the years is like she is that character. She's yeah, right. And right now she's playing a uh, a blind grandmother that likes to smoke weed, <laughs> and she did that. So we see Uncle Clifford is at home. Um, he's in bed. You know, he's kind of distraught right now. He's got the little foreclosure notice. You know, he keeps looking at that. and He's, he's worried. I mean, at this point, he's really worried. Before, yeah. you know, he was kind of brushing it off. And, um, you know, he wasn't really pressed. Now, the reality sets in that, you know, within two weeks, I'm going to lose the only thing that I have. Meanwhile, right. grandma mm-hmm. downstairs, she dancing the ball, the wall back, and she's smoking her water. <laughs> she, right, she's living her best life. She's living her best life. living her best life. And Lil Murder is texting him, you know, they try Lil Murder was serious about wanting to take him out for a date. So, you know, he's texting um Uncle Clifford. And um, you know, Uncle Clifford is just kind of worried about this whole situation. So he makes his way downstairs and you know, Loretta Devine, she 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 doing her thing, you know, she getting her little morning workout on. You know, she's smoking her blood, she listening to her <laughs> music, she dancing, she just she living her best life. She's happy. And um you know, they start having a conversation, you know, um, about her condition. So what is it? What, was it diabetes? Is it? That's what it looks like, yeah, diabetes. diabetes. And she said something about sugar. Yeah, sugar. She said something about her sugar. So I feel like it's diabetes. Um, And so then, you know, she hears his phone. And one thing I like about people that are, are blind, you know, they, they don't just lay down and die. You know, because no, they don't. You know, she she obviously um, has her other senses because she 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 has movement about in her house. She knows where her stuff is at, and you know she knows when someone else is in the room and stuff. You know, and he even says that you know most folks wouldn't know that you were blind. She was like, you know, she, I I really like the strength of that character because you would expect that character to be you know a, a mess, drunken, right, depressed mess because I'm blind, but you know, and sitting in a chair, yeah, not. Not moving. She was up dancing, had the dance steps down to a letter. <laughs> so I really, I was really glad to see that they didn't make her character like that. They didn't make her character where she was just, you know, an old lady that's waiting to die. That's a blind old lady that was waiting to die. They gave us Loretta Devine. So I, I really appreciate that. 
So then she starts asking him about the text messages that he gets. <laughs> she can hear the phone go off, so she asking about the text messages. And eventually, Crystal, we finally got our answer. <laughs> you know, we were so happy when we saw We were trying to figure out this money. Hell we finally yeah, we, figured we were out both the money. Each other the same border. We were like, we finally got our answer. Where has the money been going? So we learned, you know, he pretty much tells the grandma that look. I think we're gonna lose the pink this time. We we also learned that the pink was generational, that it was passed right. over to him. That prior to him turning it into the pink, it was Ernestine's juke joint. So it was a juke joint. So it, it's it's been a very significant part of their family. Right. And, um. He's pretty much telling her at this point, well, we finna lose it this time because I don't ran out of money. I don't got no more money, and I don't got no more options. And we learned that the reason why the club is in so much debt is because she has signed all kind of loans against the mm-hmm. club. And when she gave him the club, he assumed the debt. So, yeah. Right. And then he And it sounds like debt. she's still doing stuff like she's because he said, you probably got stuff that I don't even know about. And she was like, I do. I mean, like, she was like, and I do. Yeah. So I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, you know, like she's still, you know, got stuff going on, you know. And um, she also went on to say that, you know, you signed some loans, too. But he was like, yeah, I took on a little debt. But he, uh, like we said, Crystal, we had said this, that he probably took on some debt to, you know, turn it into a strip club, you know, put things in, you know, like the poles. And he had a room built or whatever. So, you know, he's taking on some debt. But he was like, even with the debt that I've taken on, I was doomed for, for failure from the beginning because look what you gave me, all this debt. Mm-hmm. But she's optimistic. You know, he's um, she's optimistic. She was like, you know, she's not pressed. He's more worried about it, but she's like, something's going to happen. You know, we're not going to lose the club. You know, she's optimistic about it. So what do y'all think about is going to happen to the pink? You think that, well, she ain't got no money because if she had money, you know, they wouldn't be in the situation they're in right now. So I don't think there's nothing that she's going to even be able to do to try to help save the club at this point. I think at this point it's going to either be Mercedes or it's going to be uh, Auto. Autumn, yeah. It ain't Mercedes. Um, Mercedes ain't got no money either. Her, Patrice don't spend all her money. But yeah, Patrice stole her money. <laughs> I I think I, I think that the grandmother is not worried because it sounds like they've been through uh, been through this before. Yeah. And something has always come through. And so I think she's not worried because in her mind it's like, listen, we done listen, we done been through this before. It's for us. We will be all right. Yeah. yeah. It's for Which us. honestly, that's how Uncle Cookie was in the beginning, remember? He wasn't right. tripping in the beginning either. He was like, okay, well, you know, it, whatever. But he realizes now because with everything going on with the casino and with the land, and the mayor he realizes is now, yeah, he realizes now this ain't the same situation. Like, it ain't, you know, it, it's not the same. It's eminent and domain so, is what it is. It's eminent domain. Yeah. The, the, the mayor is basically using the law to uh, fast track the foreclosure of the um, property because he wants mm-hmm. he knows that the the development group needs that for the casino they need that waterfront property so basically his way of assuring that they get the property is the to pretty much default him and kick him out of the building or whatever so the mayor is working against him so you're right he knows that this is not the original situation that it was that you know I'm behind on this refinance loan now it's they're getting ready to auction off my property. Yeah, right. it's a whole different. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it's definitely eminent domain, and um, we're gonna learn later on in the episode, you know, what what other things that are kind of working towards Uncle Clifford's favor, but at the same time, they're a disadvantage to him. At, 
at the same time. So mm-hmm. I really like what we've seen um, with his his grandmother. I like her. I hope we get to see more of her. Um, but and don't right. forget the don't forget the part about um, little murders texting him for a date, and grandma was like, "Bring him, take him, yep, do it." See? You know, she's in. So you you definitely you see that she his family him. is. Right, his family is fine and comfortable and know exactly who he is. She said he came out the womb switching. So <laughs> you know, it ain't no yeah, it ain't no mistake did. there. She knew she knows who her grandson is and she's fine with it. And 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 that's part of her wanting to see him happy. You know, yeah. wanting him to live his life basically. Um yeah. Yeah. So the next scene we got uh Duffy, which is the neighborhood candy man, <laughs> the peel guy. Um, he's he's held up in a hotel room with a whole bunch of bitches, you know, that's bagging up these these oxy, and um, you know, he gets some head, and you know, he he he's living his best life. So, we, but remember, that's Gidget's boyfriend. That's so, Gidget's boyfriend. Right. That's correct. Yeah. So and so, yeah. the knock at his hotel door is Big L. Big L don't show up, and he's like, "Yo, how you know how to? Uh, how did you find me?" He was like, "The neighborhood Candyman ain't hard to find." Now that's true. right. <laughs> So they have a conversation. Found, basically. found him quick. Found him real quick. Uh, they have a, a conversation about uh, Big L basically uh, wants to hold Duffy's weight, his his pills for him. And um, they pretty much have a conversation and Duffy was like, you know, what are you going to do if Uncle Clifford finds out about it? And he was like, well, Uncle Clifford saved my life before, so it's my turn to save his life or her life. Right. So, you know, they kind of have a little conversation like, you know, Big L is willing to hold his weight for him and Duffy is going to pay him for it. But Duffy then tells him that, you know, don't let Gidget know that I'm in town right now. So that just tells you right, right. Now, he, he creeping around, you know, he doing it. Right. Thing. That lets you know that relationship ain't all that. It ain't where it ain't what she think it is. Yeah. At the very least, you know, he just, you know, she she's just another hoax to him probably, you know, but she probably got feelings for him and shit. Well, so, she, she definitely got feelings for him, but yeah. I, I like you this. saw how fast she ran up off that stage when she saw him. She jumped off the stage. Yeah, she left her money. <laughs> that lets you know right. she loved him. She, died. she loved her. She left her money on the table. You yeah, know what I mean? She left her money. She got to go get her dude. Uh, I like what we're seeing with Big L. I, I really like how all the characters are thus far loyal to Uncle Clifford. You know, everybody is pretty much understand what his situation is. So everybody on the outside is trying to figure out what they can do to help. Um, the situation because right. that been most people he would have been there you know trying to um come up with, on his next situation but you know he's sitting here trying to figure out you know how he can get some extra how he can get his hands on some extra money to help Uncle Clifford so right I thought that was very admirable of him and I mean and it's double fold too because remember he said he a two time fella he was like where else am I getting a job like so right. it's double fold I mean don't get me wrong oh, he's yeah, looking out for Uncle Clifford part. but it's double fold he's trying to set up his next situation because he know it ain't like he can go put an application down to the piggly wiggly like yeah, this shit he, run he, out you know what I'm right he need to find a, a situation for himself too so it's double fold like he he you know I I agree with that I agree with that you're right so in our next scene we see Uncle Clifford is at the nail shop now and he is speaking Vietnamese to his uh, nail t- Wasn't that crazy? Like, was I was I the only one shocked that he was speaking Vietnamese? <laughs> a full conversation, <laughs> right? Yeah, like a, it wasn't like a you know he was just answering. He was having a conversation. A conversation, <laughs> and then when Eloise show up, so Eloise, the mayor's secretary, shows up, and we finally get her backstory. 
which Crystal, I give it to you. You said it in the other podcast that you felt like there was a connection between her yep. and Uncle Clifford, and we learned what that connection was. She she used to work at the club. She was a he student. graduated her. He said she, he was her. She was his first first hoe. He was right. She, she was graduated. the first hoe that graduated from the paint. And we learned that she used to be a stripper, and then she turned house mother. So right. she shows up for her nail appointment, and um, he pretty much you know tells her like, "How could you not let me know what was getting ready to go on with this foreclosure?" with this auction and you work at the mayor's office and the pink started you out like if it wasn't for the pink you wouldn't be where you were at right now and so you know she mm-hmm. tried to she tried to you know sidestep you know backpedal a little bit but you know I think she realizes in that moment that cause she even says you know I'm grateful for what pink did to me or whatever so I thought that was very interesting for her character cause I never thought it was gonna be that I never thought that she worked at the pink I thought you know that they just had you know, connections outside of the club. I, I never would have thought. Yeah, I did too. I, I did too. I, I knew it was, a, well, I felt like it was a connection, but yeah, I didn't think it was that she used to work there though. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was pretty, um, that was a pretty good um, detail because later on in the episode, she comes to him with a little nugget of information, but it's mm-hmm. a little too late. She's a dollar, she's a dollar short and a day late, you know. Right. Cause then he uh then he tell her he said I wanna um he said I don't care if the tea is ice cold or scold and hot I need it yeah mm-hmm. which she could have she really could have been on um you know dropped a dime on him and let him know what was getting ready to happen you know but I guess at the same time she's trying to save her job and she trying to keep her job so she's trying to stay out of the way of all that but um, right we see in that conversation that Uncle Clifford got in her head you know got to her. Mm-hmm. And pretty much put something on her mind to think about. Um, the next scene we see Thelma and Louise down at the diner. <laughs> so you got Mercedes and all right. the diner. <laughs> you know, uh, and and I, I really like how Autumn is looking out for Mercedes. You scratch my back, I'm gonna scratch your back. So you know, we see her give our envelope with some money in it for her to go get her car out so they can mm-hmm. do um more drops. You know, so they can go right. The money right. Money. They can double at their time. Mm-hmm. They can split up and go different directions, getting this money. And um, then they kind of have a conversation, and um, pretty much Autumn was really we get a little bit more backstory with Autumn because obviously she knows money because she was telling Mercedes like, look, you know, when you get this money back up again this time, don't invest all of it into the gym. You know, spread the risk. So in other words, put half right. of it down. And then see, can you find another investor to right. um, spread the risk, which she makes a lot of sense with that. But Mercedes can't see beyond the fact that I don't want to spread the profit. But right. like, if you tank, there is no profit. So exactly. Basically what she's and once to- again, Autumn is showing us that she's got some money sense. Where it's coming from, we still don't know. She but she definitely has some money sense. Yeah, she's talking about transfer it into Bitcoin and do this. I'm like, what? So right, offshore accounts, uh, Swiss, Swiss bank accounts, and everything. Like I'm like, oh, third time that she's okay. made reference to that. So I mean, kind of going back to me and Crystal was talking about this in an earlier podcast that I think that whatever her and Montavious was doing, that she she learned all that from him. Right. Either she learned all that from him, or those were the things that she was doing for him. It, I about to say, I still think she was his money man. I think she was helping him. I don't think she's dirty, but he is, and I think she was helping him launder his money. Right. Or however way he's coming about getting his money, whether he's robbing banks and getting it, or 
whether drugs. drugs, whatever way that he's coming up with the money, she's finding ways to. You know, she was right. who was finding ways to hide it and invest it in different things and probably ways to make the money multiply. That's why they probably mm-hmm. have so much of it because, you know, the things that she's been doing is probably, you know, allowing the money to grow, you know, mm-hmm. into what it was, more than what it was. And then, right. of course, Andre walks in, you know, is contrived, but he just happens to walk into the restaurant and see her sitting over there and he pays for their food and you know, Mercedes peeped that and she's like, damn, you finessing this nigga and he ain't, you ain't even say nothing to him. <laughs> right. Obviously, right. at this point, she's ghosting him. <laughs> she's ghosting him. So I guess that was his way of getting her attention by paying for their food or whatever. So, I mean, he's really feeling her. Like, he's willing to give it all up for her at this point. <laughs> mm, right. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, he he's really willing is. to give it all up for Pussy Fair, yo. <laughs> she got him mesmerized. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed this scene. Uh, I it, it gave us a little bit more Autumn's character, and you know what, how how good of an ally she would be for uh, Mercedes, and how good of an ally she's turning out to be for Mercedes. Because out of all the girls, Autumn is the only one that's really trying to help her. You know, right. nobody else is trying to help her get back on her feet. But it's like you scratch my back, I scratch your back. So she's going around picking up the money that she can't. So, you know, let me look out for you. So, I really like this this direction we're going with these two characters. We're going to get a little um, sense of loyalty between these two characters. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so, yeah. the next scene, we are at the um, the plantation house. <laughs> we at the plantation Ooh. house. Ooh. Wyatt and Wayne and Corbin and Andre. And um, they finally cornered Cor- Corbin to get him to sit down and sign his, these papers. So, you know, they start having a conversation about guns and history and all that bullshit. And one of the brothers kind of make a little reference to uh, why, you know, about being, I mean, about Corbin being the help. Can you fix me a drink? You know, and then he had his hand out, like, waiting for Corbin to give him the drink. I'm like, yeah, they're they're on some backwoods uh, right. master you the help type shit. I, I, I don't like them brothers. I don't like them brothers at all. I don't Mm-mm. like how they treat Corbin. Um, but Corbin is the smarter out of three of them. You know, he's right. enough to know that, look, guys, we can get lifetime money. You know, our family, our, our our beneficiaries can get lifetime money. If we sell all the property now, y'all gonna blow all this money just like y'all blew y'all inheritance. But if we keep it in the family, it's it's generational wealth. Right. And they're not trying to hear any of that. They want that $6 million. But $6 million split three ways is really not no money. Especially after taxes. Yeah, I mean, it's more than what I have right now. But I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's more than what money. I have too. But it's they acting the like, all right, but they, I don't think it's, you know, like you said, it ain't the windfall that they think it's gonna be. Right. Because what it turns into, and I'm, um, I'm, I'm, I'm moving a little further ahead, but what it turns into, I think that's a really good deal, the least deal that they're gonna get. So you know, Corbin is kind of cornered into signing the paper. So he's looking at the paperwork and, um. You know, he's like, I don't, I can't sign it. And so, uh, one of the brothers pulled a gun on him. And oh, did. yeah, that old ass Daniel Boone, he pulled on him. Yeah. So did. And then he flipped the gun on Andre. I'm like, why are you flipping the gun on Andre? Andre can't sign the motherfucking paper, so what, what was that all about? <laughs> I think the fourth Corbin, like, if you don't care about me shooting you, or you'll call, or you think I won't shoot you, 
You know I shoot him. I don't give a damn. And I got a little racist. I got a little racism going. No, it wasn't on. a little. It was a lot. No, I, I mean it was just it, it's there because you heard what he told him when he first walked on the property, and I think that was like uh, episode two. Pick some. He told me said he said you gonna stand there and look at it, or you gonna pick some. Pick some. Yeah. Well, yep. even with the even with the comments they made because they were talking about the Civil War and the they the battle they were talking about was a battle that the South won. And Andre was like, "Yeah, the Confederacy won the battle, but we won. But who who won the war?" And then right. his response was, "But the war." He said, "But yeah, but what if the war's not over yet, or something about the war not being over?" Yeah, so, so like, nah, just it wasn't no, right. Yeah, so it wasn't no, it wasn't no. I think. Oh no, that was some straight up. He was straight up letting him know. Like, I don't like your yeah. kind, right? Yeah, he was and giving it to like him, him straight because he's half of you, right? Right. Oh, they exactly. hate him. They, they. Hate yeah, they told. Him. What did he tell me? He said he said yo. He said our daddy was running off on his real family. And yeah. Oh, yeah, he's definitely the like, bastard child. Family. Yeah, I am your family. Yeah. You have to deal with me for life. And I think that's another part of why they want to sell that property because I think they just don't want to deal with him. And that's, I don't that, even. That's their I mean, they definitely want the money. Yeah. Right. They definitely want the money, but I think they just want to sever. I think they want. They don't want any connection to him. And they're mad at their father. And, you know, sometimes people go through that when a person dies and, you know, maybe things of their past or maybe their truth comes out after death. So what they've learned um, with their father dying is now that they have an illegitimate brother that's biracial. So they'll forever hate their father for the rest of their mm-hmm. life. Because they, they, they did he like chocolate. You want to right. Right. Daddy was and daddy was creeping and left evidence. Like and you left know, evidence. Yep. You know, we you know, we the reality is none of us would be happy if that were our family, but the added level is that they're racist and their daddy left them with a, a black brother, basically. Yep. You know, we, none of us would be happy if our father left us with a sibling that we didn't that he didn't even and the, the, the fucked up thing about this situation was Daddy didn't even acknowledge him until he was dead. So I can't even really take out my anger on the person I'm really mad at. Because it ain't Corbin's fault. But they don't right. have nobody else that they can take their anger out on. Because the dude, gone. daddy dead. And he waited yep. till he died. He left shit in the will. And that that's the worst time. Like, so wait a minute. So the, so the inheritance, I thought I was splitting half. I got to split it three ways. And with your half, with the child, your bastard child. And he black. Like, you, it's just it's so many layers to that. They're like, oh, this, this shit cut deep. So that goes right. back to what you were saying, Crystal. You are absolutely right. That the, the whole purpose of selling this land is, is to I want to be free of this. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, I, I you know, don't get me wrong. They want the money, but I I think that's I really think they just they're like, listen, this is our connection, and we don't want it. Right. We don't we want to be connected to you at all. all and the crazy right. part about it is, even though Corbin is the illegitimate child, he wants to do right by his 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 father. He wants and to he do the one right got by the his father. He like, man, look, we can all we can keep getting money. We ain't got to do shit. Let him lease the land. Let him lease the land. Exactly. But like you said, they you know they they, they wasn't having it, and they they forced him to sign it at gunpoint. And the whole time, and maybe this is just the nerd in me, but the whole time I'm watching this, I'm thinking, it's not going to count. Like, that won't hold you up in a court of law. You can't have no gun in somebody's head. Right. But I know right. that I was like, I know I was overthinking it because. No, you're not. You're, you're but I'm, in my mind, the whole time I was thinking, it's still not going to be valid. Like, this, they, I mean, Corbin would never, I don't think Corbin would have ever done it. 
But if he wanted to take y'all to court and 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 you know, um, you did it in front of a lawyer, you right? In front of a lawyer. I mean, that, Andre would have been of the court, exactly. Uh, of the so court. I don't know. That's all, <laughs> yeah. So like I said, I was just being, I was being overly analytical no, about either. it at the time. But I was just thinking, I was like thinking. Go ahead and sign it. All you gotta do is go to court the next day and say they had a gun to your head. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah, he wanted me to sign that, but he had a gun to my head. And the right. lawyer. <laughs> right. But anyway, he so threatened to shoot scene, the lawyer too. So in the next scene, we see Uncle Clifford at, back at home again, or still at home. You know, a little murder. He's decided to invite a little murder over. So they've had dinner. You know, they're just kind of sitting around talking or whatever, and um, Grandma's having a good time with a little murder, and she's pretty much um, giving us a little bit more backstory on the pink, you know, um, about how a lot of artists were discovered at the pink, and a lot of artists met their managers. You know, she was talking about Ann Peoples, um, James Brown, and, you know, she was just talking about all the different people that have came through Ernestine's over the years. And, um, you know, they're just having a real good time. And Uncle Clifford is just kind of just sitting there and, you know, he's just kind of soaking at the moment. But at the at the same time, you know, this club shit is still on his mind. So he's not right. really enjoying himself as much as Little Murder and the Grandma is enjoying themselves. You know, he's just kind of standoffish from the situation. You know, just kind of like, mm, well, y'all having a good time over there, but we finna lose this shit. You know, so <laughs> he's kind of on negative Nancy and everybody else is kind of like optimistic. And so he even makes a comment and says, well, we finna lose it anyway. And then the grandma, this is another reason why I think they're going to save the club, because grandma tells us the history of the club, like, you know, all the rest of the clubs that were down in Yeah, everything else that was there is gone. Gone. You know, and I right. was the only one that stood the test of time. So it, it's, it's destined. That club's going to be all right. You know, and she's right. So, I believe that too. <laughs> I believe it too. And I think someone said this. I don't know if it was in one of our chats. Somebody said this, but um, I'm starting to see more of it now. I was trying to figure out where, where a little money getting his a little murder is getting his money from. But somebody said he's the weed man. So yeah, he's the weed man. He's I told weed you man. that. Yeah, he's the, he weed, the weed, weed man, man bro. Bag for grandma, <laughs> you pull out a bag. He said, "Ain't nobody got this." He, he enjoyed that. <laughs> he pulled out a bag for grandma, and then keep in mind, he had the weed wings at the pink. Remember, yep, he, he sees the weed. He sure did. I want to try that recipe. I want to try that recipe. But then he gets a text during the date. He gets a text from um, from some of his people, you know, to come by the studio. I guess he's got studio time that he's been kind of ducking out on. And I guess we're left to assume that he's ducking out on his studio time to spend time with Uncle Clifford. Uh-huh. And um, Uncle Cliff is like, you gotta go, and he was like, nah, I don't. So he's getting deeper and deeper involved with this mm-hmm. whole relationship. This relationship is developing. Um, and little little Cliff, well, little murder is all for it, but Uncle Clifford seems to be reluctant. You know, he seems to be a little hesitant about, you know, this ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna end well for you or me. Like, you know, quit pushing this narrative. So Uncle Clifford, even though he may enjoy those moments with a uh, little murder, but ultimately I think that he doesn't really want to push for them to have any kind of relationship or anything like that because he knows that the reality of it is you can't be with somebody like me. Right. So I really like the fact that Uncle Clifford is a realist, that he knows that, you know, this shit ain't gonna work, yo. So why you keep pushing for Right. It? And he's protecting his heart. Like if I go all in, like I know where this ends. I can't open myself up to it because I know it's I know 
nothing is on the other side of this but disappointment. Mm-hmm. Right. I both. want to. I, I have the feelings. Yeah, I'm right. I'm feeling you, and and that's legit. But I like, and it almost is like like, and again, I'm I'm sure this is not a story we're going to get, but almost like I've been here before. I've been here before. Like I know how this story ends. So I'm not going to open myself up to you. You don't see it. You you know you still living in your own little Shangri La world where all of this works out and we ride off into the sunset. But I know that ain't how this ends. This shit ain't gonna happen. Yeah, that right. ain't, that ain't how this ends, you know. <laughs> like so, it was cool. We had our little one night, and you know, let it be what it is. But he wants it to be more. He likes him, but he just it's it's like that left right brain. Like one side of my brain emotionally, I'm I'm with you emotionally, but logically, I know this ain't gonna work, and I I can't let myself get all in. I just I can't do it. I'll been there, listen, been there and done that. Hello. <laughs> so the next scene we got the girls down to the club they're getting ready for the night you know um the girls are in the dressing room you know they, they put their makeup and shit on getting ready for the night and um mississippi is sitting at her um you know her spot and one of the girls comes over and shows her video on instagram you know she's getting all lit about it and happy about it and Gidget kind of looks to her like Keyshawn, what are you doing like why are you all out here on, on social media with this dude and you know you gotta basically that was the, that was what she said in so many words but basically like what the hell are you out here doing like you know you got an old man at home you know he's That's gonna whoop your ass, your ass. right right so why are you giving why are you doing this and you know that this ain't gonna end well for you right you know and then she kind of get an attitude with the girls like well, what are y'all worried about what are y'all scared about and then you know Autumn, she sees Autumn in the mirror going in Mercedes locker she ain't like that shit Nope. So she, she approached Autumn and told Autumn, like, I wonder how Mercedes would feel knowing that you took over her locker. And then Autumn came right back to her and like, well, how would Mercedes feel knowing that you took over her spot? Right. Like, I share my shit, though. And she kind of, like, uh, referenced the bruise that was on her face and showed her the gun in the locker, the pink gun, and gave her the combination to the locker. Right. Right. In other words, if you need this shit, go get it. And let me say this. My prediction and Somebody is going to die with that pink gun. Like, it was there for a reason. They showed it for a reason. Somebody is going to die. Listen, that pink gun is going to do it. <laughs> listen, I knew that from the first time they showed her, uh, showed us with her with it. Remember when she went in the bathroom that night and changed her clothes? And she was oh, yeah. Her bag? yeah. I knew from that moment that gun is going to play a significance for the rest of the show. Yeah. So Somebody right. is dying by that pink gun. Yep. <laughs> and it ain't going to be from Autumn. Nope. No, uh-uh, no, it's not gonna be from Autumn. No, 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 no. It ain't gonna be from Autumn because yeah. when she gave her that combination, you saw it, 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 it hit her in the face like a, a ton of bricks. Yeah. Like, yo, I need to defend myself, or I have an opportunity to defend myself. Yeah. Like she processed that. I'm sorry that that didn't go over her head. She she clearly processed that comment. <laughs> yeah. Right. She downloaded and saved that comment, okay? (laughs) Not downloaded and saved. (laughs) Yep, that's downloaded and saved. Like, yeah, appreciate that. But that's that's one thing I like about Autumn, though. Autumn Autumn looks out for everybody in her own in her own special way. She kind of like looks after everybody, you know. She because even you know Autumn has been concerned about this whole situation where um. Mississippi, since that first scene she came in beat up, you know, 
and she recognizes this. You know, I, I used to get yeah. my ass whooped too. So, you know, she has kind of like a little special um place for what Mississippi is going through right now. So she basically trying to tell her, like, look, handle your business. <laughs> right. Even right. though Mississippi don't even don't even though Mississippi don't even be checking for her like that, but yeah. So then we see um Mississippi is out dancing. And again, we see how she views the crowd. She views the crowd as likes and, you know, little hearts. And, you know, she just look at them as followers, you know, mm-hmm. and what followers right. do when they're following you. You know, they like and comment. So then she approaches Uncle Clifford and pretty much tells Uncle Clifford that she wants to be the new headliner on Sunday night since Mercedes is gone and she want to call it murder night. She pretty much tells Uncle Clifford that, look, me and Little Murder are working together. Um, you know, I want to host um, uh, a headliner with me as a headliner dancing to Little Murder, Little Murder performing. So she's putting together a business since that. Like, yo, this could right. uh, bring in people to help save the club. You know, help save some money. So you know, it's a it's a win win for everybody involved. It's a win win for the club. Right. It's a win win for her, and it's a win win for Little Murder. But uh, Clifford didn't seem to be too receptive to it. Or, or he didn't want to let her know that he was receptive to it. I, mean, I think that's what it is. I think, I think he didn't want to let because again, remember he, in my mind, I, I think he felt like she was low key blackmailing him, or trying to push up on him to you know, like basically like we're going to do this because this is what I want to do, and you probably don't want to piss me off because you know oh, I know a secret. Okay, I never looked at it like that. I know exactly. I mean, that's how I took it because. Cause he low key know it's a good idea, but I think, I I think in his I, again, this is me maybe overthinking He's suspicious it. Suspicious of the motive. like right, like like you not because what he was saying was you don't run nothing around here. Like you're not right, just gonna right, tell right. me, you're not just gonna tell me what we gonna do on on Sunday. Like I, it's still my club, but low key he know it's a good idea, so he ain't really pushed back too much. But I think he pushed back enough to say, listen, you. You're not gonna like. You're not gonna black. You're not black. You're not making me do this. I'm doing it because it's a good idea. You know, I felt that's how I took it. Right. I took it as, because he's shit. still a little nervous you right. about. You ain't shit more. He's you suspicious ain't shit more of than her, the dancer. Her, her intentions. Yeah. He's yeah. suspicious about her intentions. I never looked at it like that. that that's that's a real good reference. Because she didn't. Because remember, she didn't come over there asking. She told him. She did. This right. is what yeah, we're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. She, did. she didn't say, "Hey, I got a good idea." She said, "Listen, me and Lil Murder, blah blah blah, Murder Sunday. Like she had already this is what had we gonna do?" Yeah, like, like and like, like, right, and like, out. he ain't gonna say no. Yeah, and, and low key, he not gonna say no because it's a good idea. But again, I feel like he was like, "But you're not gonna, you're not right. just gonna tell me what to do, like, you know." <laughs> so, um, then we switch to um, Mercedes and. Um, Autumn are at Mercedes' house, and um, Autumn is um, giving Mercedes another envelope full of money, and mm-hmm. Maine shows up with the fake IDs. So Maine, I guess, um, among some of his other expertise, um, can get fake IDs. So he's got them all ten of their new fake IDs or whatever. They sit down, have right. a little moment, and Autumn asks to go to the bathroom. And um, I know I'm missing something else in that scene, but. Um, Autumn goes, ends up going to the back of the house and she ends up finding Terrica's room and they go back there and they have a little conversation about how Mercedes has been um, decorating this room for seven years. 
but she's been dancing right. at the club for seven years. So basically, ever since she's been working at the club, she's been working on Terrica's room. So right, but this whole but that seven was the year scene... thing keeps coming up. What's the significance of that? But that's the scene that made me look at that made me look sideways at Mercedes because I'm like, so wait a minute, that's how long you've been disappointing this girl. Like you got the room. It's almost like she's scared because it's like you have the room decorated. Why do you keep? Why do you keep disappointing her? Why right. is it that you? Why won't you pull the trigger and just be like, you know what I'm saying? Like how many excuses did you come up with? And you got a room there in the house waiting for the girl decorated. Like that's what made me uh, kind of look at her sideways. Uh, going a little bit further into the future, I think Patrice got something to do with it. I think Patrice has got something to do with it. Because I don't disagree you remember with you. I don't disagree with you. Because you remember that scene that they had in the jail and um, she told Patrice, she like, that was the money that I was using to try to help get Terrica back. And then Patrice kind of went off on her. It was like, no, you need to leave that girl right now. You need where to leave is. where she at. Leave right. where she at, yeah. So I think Patrice has really been in her head like, you don't need to get her. She's in a better place. You know, you're not fit to be a mother. I think Patrice has kind of been working her. She's been that good, that bad devil. That you know, you have that good angel, and then you have that bad angel. Well, we and know she's Patrice, been the bad angel. Yeah, Patrice is probably not having haven't encouraged this relationship. I mean, you clearly see this is her grandchild, but she would rather see her grandchild with somebody else than her own daughter. Right. So I guarantee you that Patrice has probably the reason why Mercedes has kind of backed out or been kind of squeamish about it is probably because her mama. Her mama has probably not encouraged this to happen. You know, and haven't encouraged yeah, her to do it. I could this. see that. So she's probably been now she's gotten to a point where she's going to do it regardless. You know, whether yeah. she has her mother's blessings or not because that conversation in the jail clearly told me that, you know, her mother has not been trying to help her get the daughter back. That she's rather see the daughter with Shell than with her own daughter. So I think Patrice is, is at the centerfold of all this. I can agree with that. But then, um, is this where no, where Autumn and Mercedes have another conversation about uh, her daughter? And, you yeah, know, this Autumn, is where she tells her that her daughter's name was Autumn. That's yep. where she got the Autumn from, and um, her daughter's gone. Yeah, she. that's where she sort of gives them... They bond. They have a moment. They're yeah. bonding, yep. Right. Yep. And so... Um, I, I don't know. We also see that you know Mercedes does have a crush on Maine. We knew that. We kind of oh yeah, we knew that from the some, beginning. Yeah, some chemistry, mm-hmm. but she don't want to fuck him because she's like, you know, that's too close to home. You know, so she has yeah. some kind of morals about herself, but they're they're ill placed at times, I guess. Um, and then we see Andre. Um, the next thing we see Andre, he's having a conversation with, I guess, the head developer. Um or the development group. I don't know who this Bill guy is, but well, that's the same. Yeah, I, I feel like he's the owner. Of, I, well, I don't he's know. the he's owner the, of the development group. He's either the owner, of, like the company, or the head of the project, or whatever. Like he's definitely the head honcho. Like he's not doing any of the dirty work. He's just telling them right. what to do. Basically, he ain't doing Andre's none of the dirty doing work. doing the dirty work, right? He's just yeah, get it done. Get it done. Yeah, yeah. So he's having a video chat with him about you know the status, you know, giving him an update. And he kind of finessed him a little bit. And I like how he finessed him because he told them, he told Bill that, you know, hey, I'm still having issues with the board signing this contract. But really, they had already signed. Right. But he finessed it into getting Corbin's leasing deal. And I think he did that all because the boys put that gun on him. And yep. That's, yep. That racist shit. 
Yep, because that wasn't for Corbin. That was that was that was some that get was back. payback. That, that was, was on some get back. back. Yep, yeah, that was some get back. Like I'm gonna fuck y'all because then we see that he's asking for a uh, fifteen thousand dollar a month, um, a half a million dollars up front, and a fifteen thousand dollar a month um, payout for the lease. Yeah. Right, and I mean, I'll take that. Give me that. I mean, fifteen thousand dollars a month. Right. And that's for four years. So at the end of four years, they get to renegotiate it based on. So just just imagine if they do go through and they build this casino in four years. Can you imagine what they'll be able to renegotiate at that point? Because if, right. if you cancel the contract, now you got to move out of your casino. Especially, you, especially if the casino is doing well. Exactly. It's, if the casino's making money, bam. And Especially, it's really, it's really no downside to it because if the casino is not making any money in four years and the casino closes, you can, you got your land back. You never lost your land. So what is it like? What almost two hundred thousand dollars a year, basically? Yeah, what yeah. Make off of the lease. About that, yeah. And they already get a half a mil up front. Yeah, yeah. half a mil up front, and then they get one percent of the casino's revenue. Right. So, so again, if the casino is making money. Again, there's no downside to this deal. There's there just no, no downside. downside. Yeah. I'm not gonna say, well, it damn near is enough for you to live off of. I mean No, that's enough to live you. off of. That you, is enough listen, to live off of. Let me get half a let million me, up front. Listen, let me get half a million up front, even after taxes. And then I know on the first of the month I'm getting fifteen thousand dollars dropped in my account every month. No, I'm living off that. Yeah, right. You can. You can. I'm living off that. That's a nice I mean, even if you get a nice house and a nice car. Okay, you pay a mortgage, you pay your car note, you still good. Because remember, the first of next month, you start all over again. Oh, I'm living off that. So I'm in good. four weeks, I'm re-up. Yep. Yeah, four I'm good. Re-up. Yeah, mm-hmm. 15000 on the first of every month? And, and I already got a nest egg because you gave me a half meal up front. And then you get 1%. The then then you I get that 1% at the end of the year? Yeah, yeah. I got I got yeah, I'm not even touching that half mil you giving me. I'm living off that fifteen thousand a month, and like you said, at the end of every year, I'm getting a nice little bonus too. Man, man, please, I'm living off that. Hell yeah, I'm living off that. And that's for each. That's each yeah. of them. Yeah, so that's, right. that's what happens. And remember, Corbin still got his money. I don't know what the other brothers, but Corbin still got. He didn't spend up all his inheritance. He's sitting on money. But keep in mind, if one of them dies, on top of that, then mm. that rolls over to um, the rest of them. Hell, Corbin yep. better pay for Corbin better pay for security out that fifteen thousand. Shit, for real. I mean, <laughs> Corbin better get some security. Now it, it would probably be a little bit shittier if it was fifteen thousand split three ways. But you talking about fifteen thousand a piece? That's right. some good money. We just sat here and broke that whole thing down. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, we run these numbers. That's forty five thousand dollars a month. We run that numbers. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'll take it. The I'll hell? take it. I'll take every part of it. <laughs> and that's why I say I go back to the brothers. They don't even want to listen to what Corbett is saying. They hate him so much. They have so much hate that for him. they can't see a good they thing can't for themselves. See that. Right. Yeah, they, can't they can't even see, see what he's or, trying to say to them. Or they'll just screw up something good because they just want to be the fuck away from him. Like he you know, yeah. I don't care how good I don't care how good it is. It's just Okay, I don't well, want to no, be with you. Yeah, I don't want to be with you. So I don't want to share this with you. I don't know what a, a casino's gross profits are. I mean, I, I know Listen. there's a lot of overhead involved in a casino, Listen. but at the same time, I, I can't imagine what uh, their gross profit would be. The house always wins. 
the house always wins, but I'm just thinking about what would that one percent look like? Could be a million dollars a year. Could very easily. It be. could be. It could very well be. It I mean, even be. in a small area like that, where you're not. I mean, you're not going to get Vegas money, but you're going to get money. Right. You gonna get money. I mean, uh, you don't see a casino going out of business. No. <laughs> <tell you> that. <laughs> only then, Donald Trump. Only Donald Trump. Anyway. It then depends on what type of casino it is. You know, a lot of casinos are just standalone casinos, and then some casinos are hotels. Right? Well, remember so, what Eloise said that they're trying to build up that whole area. They're gonna build outlet malls. They're gonna build hotels. They're gonna build uh, you know new, new housing. So if all of that comes to fruition. Yeah, because now now you've made it a destination. Chuckalisa now becomes a place where people a will go. Yeah, mm-hmm. a vacation, a tourist area. Right. Yeah. Right. And we know that any any area that's considered a tourist area is turning over money because everyone in that town becomes that becomes their 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 work life. Right. And know? that and, and you know not to fast forward, but that goes back to the conversation that we see later on with the mayor, like. Legit, it's going to it'll it will change revitalize everything. the town. Yeah, it'll revitalize that whole area. Legit. Mm-hmm. And see, the the good thing about a casino uh, is it's not a seasonal attraction. Mm-mm. You know, like beaches and um, you know, it's open year round. Is is it's open year round, twenty four seven. Twenty. Right, I was gonna say year round, twenty four seven. So it's not like you can't only go during the summer months. Guess what? The summer months may be busier. But at the end of the day, it's not one of those um, um, attractions that are only going to bring in a crowd um, a certain part of the year. It's it has the opportunity to make revenue all the time, right? So, and we did I mean, all that for nothing because I don't think Chuck and Lisa going to see no parts of a casino. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so then anyway. uh, we get to little murder. Is in the cut where uh, DJ Never Scared Mississippi is there, you know his crew is there, you know, and she's she's basically you know doing some promo stuff for um, Instagram, you know she's putting up a post, you know, and then you know the guys where well, the manager starts, you know, kind of you know trying to talk to Lil Murder about you know taking this to the next level and all this bullshit, and Lil Murder jumps a little attitude with him because he's automatically assumed that he's referencing his relationship with Uncle Clifford, he's paranoid. And Wody's like, why are you on jump mode all the time? He's like, I was talking about, you know, Mississippi and DJ Never Scared here helping you. You know, and mm-hmm. then that's when we learned that he's been skipping out on his studio time. And, you know, she kind of saves him from scrutiny because, you know, they asked him, well, why you ain't been showing up for your um, studio time? Like, where you been? And, you know, he's kind of got that deer in the headlight look. And she kind of jumps in and rescue. Oh, he was with me. You know, they, they start making out in front of him and all that. But, you know, the manager's kind of right. like, I'm like, ah, this some bullshit. They might believe that shit, but I ain't, I know what's up. Right, yeah, he giving right. him that look like, he giving him that look like, yeah, all right, he say that for them. Because right. <laughs> I already know that that ain't with, I already know what's up, you know. But I know where yeah. your ass been, right. Yeah. And and I'm going to say this to Lil Murder. I'm going to need you to have a lot ready. Like, you knew. You, you knew that <laughs> at some point you knew somebody. Was a lot ready. Like, a prepared line? <laughs> right. Like, I'm a, well, I mean, you're supposed to be in the studio session. You know we pay for the for studio time and you ain't show up. Like, I'm, and you know, I don't want to tell you the real reason. I'm going to need you to have a lot ready. <laughs> A believable, right? Yeah, a believable, believable lie. You know what I'm saying? Like I had a family emergency, whatever, whatever. Like I'm gonna need you to have something ready. But the fact that they he asked just, him, yeah, he was and he was stuck. sitting there, like you said, dead in the headlights. Like, 
Like that's like that question took him off guard. You should have been ready. You should have expected someone to ask that, right? Yeah, at some point somebody was gonna be like, nigga, where you been? Like I would. Little murder. You would too. If we He's were just... actually face to face and you were in studio time and we don't never show up, you would be like, Where the fuck y'all been? Like, is right. gone. He is far gone. Yeah, murder. Yeah. Oh, he is. So the next thing we see Andre, damn, Andre don't nobody don't never call Andre on his phone. Everybody wanna video chat Andre all the time. So we see Andre is on a video oh, chat Brittany. So we get to learn a little bit more about Brittany. She's a doctor. Right. She's a rather ditzy doctor, but she's a doctor. Uh, and I hate uh, when shows do this. That's about the only thing I'm going to say I don't like about this character development. I hate when shows do a doctor and lawyer combination. It's taking me back to the Cosby show. It's taking me back to the Cosby show. That every time you have a show that a husband is a lawyer, the wife is a doctor. Or it's the other way around. The wife right. is the lawyer, the husband is the doctor. Like that's the only way you could be have a successful like that's, it's like that's exactly, their way of showing exactly. is that that's, that's their way of showing because what we're supposed to take from that is that they're well off. They're like well they're off. comfortable financially. Like that's what we're supposed they're educated and they're financially comfortable. Like that's and, what we're supposed to get out. That's the only combination that right that's a, the only combination. Couple, that's the only combination a black couple can be successful in is if one of them is a lawyer and one of them is a doctor. Why can't they both be lawyers? Why can't they mm-hmm. both be doctors? You know, I, th- that's very cliche. And it irritates uh, Yeah, that's true. That's true. But anyway, uh, he kind of, well, we, we learn in this conversation that he doesn't talk about work with her. And it seems like she more so talks about work with him, but he right. doesn't really let her in on, you know, his business affairs. I, I mean, rightfully so. I mean, at, at the end of the day, as an attorney, you do have, you know, uh, uh, attorney-client privileges. So even if you were my, my wife, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you about a case. You know, because I could be at risk of um, damaging my case or whatever I'm working on. So, um, but he then kind of opens up a little bit about her telling her what he had done. Basically, he was, I, I wouldn't say he was feeling guilty about it, but at the same time, I think he was resonating in what he had just did with the whole lease agreement. So he was kind of like letting her know that, you know, I'm somewhat regretful about what I just did because I know my God daddy going to be upset with me about it, but it was for the greater good. And she right. automatically goes up for the God daddy. That pisses him off because as my wife, you're supposed to support me. You know, so she's basically telling him, well, why would you go against your God daddy? You know, he done this for you, done that. And, you know, he kinda, it kind of pisses him off. And then um, when she made that comment about, you know, you're a stranger there. You know, you shouldn't be going against, you know, you're a stranger there. And he was like, no, this is my home. She was like, no, Atlanta is your home. And he right. wasn't hearing none of that. He hung up on her ass. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hung up on her ass quick. Shut the fuck up, Brittany. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I feel like there's a lot more to that story that we're not getting to. Like, we I got like... to the part where he tells her to shut the fuck up, but I'm just saying, shut the fuck up, Brittany. <laughs> right. But I feel like, I feel like, I feel like he, um, I feel like she, I feel like she's, I feel like she probably wasn't all that crazy about him taking this project on. And I feel like, I kind of feel like she's been talking to God Daddy. Like, did you feel like maybe she? I got that moment. Kind of knew more. She kind of knew more than what he's been telling what? her. Right. I kind of got that moment too because uh, we haven't gotten to this episode yet. But I'll just go ahead and say it because you even remember in the ne- um, next episode she says, "I called you God Daddy." He 
you said you wasn't with him. So that that tells me right there they probably do have some dealings in that god yeah. that god daddy that mayor looks like he's shady enough to probably have fucked that girl. Well don't do so, yeah. what Ooh. oh, you agree. Yep. Okay. Well let me yep. sit over yep. here on the sidelines then. Let me sit on the yep. sidelines. There, there there's there's I mean, she went up for him instantly. Like she didn't even wait for him to finish explaining to her about what why he did what he did. You know, mm-hmm. she he didn't even get to the point to tell her why he decided to go a different direction with this deal. She instantly started ragging on him about going against the God Daddy. So he's like, "Well, damn, you my wife. You know, you're supposed to understand. You know, my situation, not to mm-hmm. my, not another right. man's situation. Right. You know, and that maybe that's a God thing, but it kind of goes back to uh, the whole ghost and Tasha narrative. Like, you know, you're my wife." I expect you to support me, not somebody else's. Mm-hmm. And that's the feeling I got with him this while ago was that he felt like his wife wasn't supporting what he was trying to do, but looking at it from, you know, a different set of eyes where she's just looking at the money. You know, she all that's all she care about is, you know, the end game is about getting the money. And he hung up. He hung the fuck up on her. Ass. <laughs> he, he sure he did. Hung up, he was. He hung up he on her. He wasn't trying to hear that at quick. all. He so did. He wasn't trying to hear that at all. That pissed him all the way off. She like, just oh, got a little ditzy too, though. What she do? She said, "Well, I gotta go finish my work." So, <laughs> are you saying what I think you said? You know what, bad bitch? Yep. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Brittany. <laughs> yeah, he ain't like he ain't like when she when she when she said that's not your home. Atlanta is. Oh, the look he gave her. You see, oh, he that's that's that fucking nerve. Yeah, that, 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 that definitely her. did. That struck a nerve. Now again, yeah. I don't know what, but that did. You're right about that. That struck a nerve. It's almost like she's afraid of him wanting to stay in that life, or you right. know, wanting to stay there. It's almost like she's trying to hurry him up out of this situation so she can get him back to the fairy tale. But in reality, he probably wants to stay. And Chuckalisa, maybe, maybe this is home for him, and maybe I think he's... that's part of what she's afraid of. I think she's afraid of that. That he's going to want to stay there. Yeah, because her because her attitude was like, "What's taking so long? Like, why why you? Yeah, like, you supposed to go down there, get some contracts signed, and come back home, right. right? Like, what's taking you so long? You know. And he he working he he working and he working. Oh, he, he, <laughs> so he's he, working all right. He's working all right. <laughs> In the words of the great T Pain, I'm in love with a stripper. He, he is in love with Autumn. I'm sorry, I don't care what anybody says. He loves her, but it almost like love at first sight. It was there's something love. that there was something that, like you said, immediately that connected him. It was something, and is and is you know what it is? It's something that he's not getting from his wife. It's everything I miss at home. Oh Lord, here we go. I'm serious, yo. Because why? How else would you connect with a a a, a stripper of all? At the strip club, I mean, their their first initial conversation, there was instant chemistry, instant connection. Facts. And from, and from there on, it's been going up, not going down. Because even when she pulled that, that that's oh, it's been going up. up. It's been going up. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> judging by well, it's for another time. Judging by the uh, it, it really the, uh, the episode <laughs> after that, man. Ah, yeah. But still, but but after what she did to him when she stole the paperwork. And um, you know they had a the big argument out in the parking lot. You know that should have been the end of them right there. Yeah, but then when he made the comments he made about her child and she went crazy, he was like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute!" I hit a nerve. I, yeah. I hurt her. 
Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, so but so, notice he didn't touch her though, but he wanted to make sure she was okay. And again, that lets you know that it's not all lust. It's not it's lust. Not, it's not all it's lust. Not all no, lust. No, 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 it's yeah. not. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe is it that maybe he feels the connection with her because she knew in town she don't fit the she don't fit the norm of the rest of these girls that's working at this club. She's standoffish. So right. there's something different about her. Like she's running away from something. And maybe he's just got that I want to rescue you type thing. Yeah, because men do have yeah, men do have that. Well, women do it too, but women do it differently, but women do the same thing. They they got that save a hole, you know, my my <laughs> they want to try to say, you know what I'm saying? Men do it in project. a different yeah, yeah, yeah. Men do it different from women, but we both Men and women both have that. Men are a little bit more um, audacious about it. Like, you know, I'm going to take you out of a bad situation and instantly put you in a good situation. Women are a little bit more subtle with that. But then again, you do have some of those women that take care of sorry as men. So Uh, all the time. It kind of works. It kind of works for good. I feel like it's almost a rite of passage into woman and to being a woman. Like, I feel like every woman has that story of the man they try to say. Yes, I think I think every woman has had that story to various levels. Like it ain't all; it doesn't all look the same. It's different on different levels, but I think all women have had that story of the man they tried to save on different levels. I don't know if all men have that same story. Um, I, I can say this: when you meet a woman who's not on the same level with you, whether it's financially. Whether it's insecurity, whether it's confidence, uh, education, if you meet someone that is kind of on a, a lower level than you are, and you see opportunities where you can fix those things, you know it could be with wealth, it could be with money. Hey, I, you're struggling. I can take you out of that situation. Right. Hey, you're, 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 and I don't want to say this in a derogatory way, and I don't mean this in a derogatory way, but mm. you know, oh, Lord, we've, here we go. we've seen it in characters, we've seen it in characterizations where women are overweight mm-hmm. and they don't expect for a man to like them or be attracted to them because they're overweight. But then that, 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 that dude comes along and ends up falling in love with you and make you not self conscious about being overweight anymore. I mean, what was that? Uh, that's the, that movie the, shit, but anyway. But I'm saying, though, that, that happens in real life, too, though. It, uh-huh. it may happen in the movies, but that happens in real life. So it's uh-huh. the same thing that you're saying about with the the uh, women and guys, there's different ways to it. It's different things with women, because you may meet a woman that has been being abused, and you that knight in shining armor that comes in and makes her feel good about herself, where she's trying right. to, to leave. You may meet that woman that's working two or three jobs and, you know, she's slumming. Guess what? I'm going to bring you to a situation where now you don't have to work two jobs anymore. You got money. You may meet this woman that's not educated. You may be that boost of confidence to go get yourself a degree. So, I mean, it works in, in on both sides in different ways where, you know, and I have been in situations where I have dated females that have had um, little idiosyncrasies about themselves that they weren't they weren't happy with themselves because of it. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and I think that's what we see with Andre and Haley is this going in a whole different direction. We need to say this for another podcast. Right. About characterizations of men and women when they're saving someone in a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> 
But so I think we're, our last scene for the night is going to be uh, uh, Uncle Clifford shows, well, uh, Eloise. Eloise shows up at the club and her Uncle Clifford have a conversation. You know, all the girls are having a reunion with Eloise. Right. She used to be the, the old Monte. Monte yeah. she used to take care of the girls. Yeah. Right. And so that's when um, Uncle Clifford and um, Eloise step out back and they have a conversation about uh, uh, the city charter. And she pretty much tells him that, yo, the city council can push this casino through, but the only thing that can stop them is if you um, get a petition for a citywide vote. Meaning that if you get enough signatures, you can block the imminent, well, not the imminent domain, but um, you can block this casino from being built here in town, period, because the city can vote for it not to happen. Mm-hmm. And this motherfucker goes and get Patrice out of jail. Why the fuck <laughs> Patrice raggedy ass up out of jail? You should have left her ass there for another nine days. Because all he, the because the only people he days. knows, yeah, because who, who, who bail her out? That lets you know, but that right there lets you know that she don't have anybody. Because nobody was willing to come and get her Right, she was still sitting in jail. Including them, them church members that she, she go Well, remember, she stole from the church, too. Remember? She yeah. cleaned out, she closed out the, their money. The church money was only $300, but it don't matter. It was their money. I forgot about that. She did close the uh, church's account, too. Yeah, she closed out the whole account. And he told her that. He was like, shit, you sat here for nine days. You would be here sitting nine more. I'm right. Like, Damn. He was like, who else was coming to get you? You've been here. Like, think about it. God forbid something happened to one of y'all. Y'all ain't got nobody to call that'll, that'll come and take it, that'll hook you up. Nobody? Nobody? Right. <laughs> That's true. But I, I guess in the moment, even though... I mean, I don't have no sympathy for it because... For you to be that old she and don't have no friends, like clearly yeah. you have created that environment for yourself. So I don't have no sympathy for her, but I'm that just, just saying. That just tells you what type of person she is. But again, she's she's wearing a mask because now you want to act like you just you love the Lord so much and you so highly blessed and favored and sanctified. But really, you ain't shit because ain't nobody <laughs> in your life, ain't nobody in your life enough for you. Even the pastor could have came down and got your ass out of jail. No, he wasn't coming to get her. (laughs) Even if even if she hadn't stole the money, he wasn't coming to get her. He don't don't be thinking about her like that. Yep, because she was trying to steal his church. Right, because he Um, said another. uh, He said a woman will never, never run the pulpit in his church. um, Yeah, but I just don't understand why Uncle Clifford felt that he needed her for that. I mean, we 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 don't know in this moment, so I can't really speak on it. I don't know, with that fucking Jackie Brown fucking Black Lives Matter fucking outfit <laughs> on. Listen, <laughs> you're going to come up off of Uncle Clifford in his, in his best Black Panther Party outfit. You better leave him alone. <laughs> uh, Marvin, we don't want that, that smoke. We don't want that smoke by Uncle Clifford. His power to the people. You know, we're going we to get people. all kind of pushback if we start talking shit about Uncle Clifford. So you better leave that That's one right. You right. Back <laughs> you back you up off my alone. uncle's day. You better back up off of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's my book. But we do see um, Paley call Andre to say goodbye. You know, they have their little moment about the mounds when they went up to the little hill or whatever. And um, he's uh, she's basically calling to tell him goodbye. 
you know, she could relieve, but I didn't really understand why she would tell him goodbye when she wasn't really leaving. But I guess she, she was leaving. She was leaving. She didn't intend to see him anymore, in other words. No, she was leaving. I mean, that's the next episode, but she was leaving. But that was a very emotional, heartfelt goodbye. You know, she didn't want to do it. He was all upset after she said goodbye. I'm like, just you two fuck already and get over with it. Oh. <laughs> just fuck her already, please. Right? That's oh. all you gotta do. That's y'all all are, you gotta do. Y'all are so crap. Wow, how? How? What about that's it? All you gotta, that's all you gotta do. She wants the dick anyway, so what's the difference? <laughs> Fuck her. Oh. Just fuck her already, please. Oh, no. <laughs> so, the last scene, the last scene, I, 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 this is the last scene. The last scene is, um, I had to think about it for a minute. Uh, Maine. Maine goes to get his uh, ankle bracelet off the little, um, the little fella that he didn't have and wear his ankle. Uh, wear his bracelet. <laughs> little butterball. That's how he been getting around. That's how he been getting around, man. Main, uh, I don't even understand how he getting in and out of bracelet, but that's that's another skill. Listen, <laughs> I can tell y'all, I can tell y'all the true story, but um, I don't want to take up too much time. But when I worked at the jail, you know, I worked at a juvenile facility, and we had a kid who he would come back and forth, back and forth, and so he went home on an ankle bracelet, and he got caught. He had put the ankle bracelet on his cat, and he said he he had been doing it. He said, but that particular day, the cat got out the house. It got away. Wow. And so he got caught, not because of what he got caught, because he put the, the bracelet on the cat, and the cat left the house. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Was, when he told us that story, I said, you know what? You, you got to be a, a special kind of fool that your cat got you here. <laughs> like, so does it have to be on a, a, a actual person? Does it have to actually be on a live person? Well, I can't speak for adults, but for the kid, he was able to slide it off it. I guess it was loose enough. They didn't put it on tight enough, I guess. I don't know. But he was able to slide it off. But no, I'm don't saying, though, the whole bracelet, it. It, it doesn't have to be on a living individual. Yeah, it has to. I, I mean, I, I think they have different types. So I guess it depends on how high tech it is. But it has to maintain a certain temp body temperature. Okay, because I just didn't understand why you just don't take it off and just sit it on the table. You know, no, house. and 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 then it also it'll alert if it doesn't move for a certain amount of time, like because like even if you sleep or you sit and still, at some point you gotta go to the bathroom. At some point you get up to do something. So if it just sit, if it's sitting still for six hours at a time, like it's gonna make it's gonna alert. There's okay. certain there's certain fail safes in it that says okay, and what'll happen is it'll alert the people and they'll call you. Right, because it could just be malfunctioning. Oh, so it's like a monitoring system. Okay, yeah, I got it. yeah. Because it could just be malfunctioning, so, I, I, so they're gonna know call you about the, that life. <laughs> right, right. You say I don't know nothing about that thug life. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, life. so they're mo- they, right. So they're monitoring it. Okay. Yeah, you don't just put it on and go. They're monitoring what you're doing and where you're going. So, so. It's like their own portable ADT. Got it. Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 their own portable ADT. Uh, so and then Maine sees Holly's missing person's picture on the fucking mm-hmm. and he knows that that's who he'd been making them IDs for. He, he knew it from all the IDs he was making. So I don't know what that, what the significance of that. What was the significance of us seeing him see that? I I can't figure that out. He gonna Why end up in the club and tell uh, Mercedes. 
I think the significance. But of I think us that's a kind of a moot mo- point. Um, uh, I don't think he really episode. cares so much. I mean, he's making fake IDs, so he can't have that many morals. I mean, he can't be. He really can't care that much about what she's doing because he's making fake IDs for her. So I'm sure that in the back of his mind, he probably. But I think the significance of us seeing it was to know that those flyers are up all over town. Oh, and that people are seeing them now. Yeah. Okay. Because remember yeah. the episode when Uncle Clifford came down there to try to get Mercedes. Well, he went down there to, after he got the foreclosure notice, and Montavious was down there asking the, the the sheriff, and the sheriff was like, "Well, we can put, put some flyers up. up." Yep, that's right. Okay, that actually was a char- that was a build up for what happened in the next episode yeah. with the flyer. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, that's how I took it. I got it. That makes sense. All right, so that that wraps up this episode. Like I said, I'm, I'm feeling P Valley. Love the music, love the girls, I love all the characters. I'm gonna hate to see them. I'm gonna hate to see them go too. I, I really am. I hope that we don't. Well, we know that we're gonna have to wait a whole year before the damn season two comes back on. Yeah. Right. But, um, at least they got renewed for season two, so we we know we got some stuff to keep us distracted until P Valley comes back. So, um, I'm just. I'm worried about what's getting ready to happen, though. I'm worried about my girls. Yeah. I'm worried well, we'll about see. both my girls, actually, because I don't think both my girls are safe. Uh, we know all you care about is Mississippi. We know all I you care about say, is Mississippi. Mississippi and uh, Mercedes. I don't. I don't know. I think my girls are in danger. Both of them. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Any um, predictions? I think you already gave your prediction, uh, Crystal, right? Yeah, my prediction is that that pink gun killing somebody in the next episode. Well, not the next episode, but in the finale. All right. My prediction is that Haley is going to save the pink. Yep. Uh, I can agree. Okay. We'll see. So let's see what happens. All right, right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to our podcast as always. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. You can find us on our individual social medias at our Retro CG. Really be TV on YouTube. And what about your Instagram, Crystal? I'm sorry. My Instagram is really be on YouTube. Um, really be underscore on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And you can find me on uh, Instagram, juggernaut underscore of underscore souls. And also be a uh, check out the Soul Farm on Facebook, and we also on Instagram. Y'all know what it is. All right, y'all. So we'll see y'all next episode. Peace. We out. We out. You are now listening to TSF Entertainment Podcast.